You're listening to the Love Your Neighbor Podcast. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, this season is brought to you by Brandon Wellness and the Lynx Podcast is the Love Your Neighbor Podcast. And we have one of your neighbors, one of my neighbors, uh, Casey Antion. Yep. Casey, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, you're going to be great. Thanks. I mean, we were just noticing, you know, that we have, I'm big on the outside. <laughs> you're small <laughs> right. on the outside, but uh, you have a, you have an enormous personality and yes. an enormous uh, story to tell. So I can't wait to get into that. Yeah. Uh, many people, of course, that are watching this probably know you, uh, but there are, uh, you know, so many people are new to our community. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but like, yeah. And yeah, well, and especially, you know, part of my story is I've been born and raised here. And so then now there's so many more people that like it's doubled in size, you mm-hmm. know, and we're constantly having new people at our church or I'm meeting new people that it's like, I've never even known you and you've been here for how many years? And so it's, yeah. So you're saying you're having to adjust. 100%. 100%. Oh that must, how, that must be exhausting. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. We're in the people business, so it is what it is, you know. Yeah, but and you you are you are like literally in the people business. Like you you guys are creating new people all the time. Like yeah, well, and actually, um, wait, are you talking about like my kids? Well, yeah, <laughs> you and your husband are creating new people all the time. All like, the time, and we're done. We've got three under two. So three under two. Three under two. Um, Sounds like a good start to me. <laughs> you know, that wasn't necessarily the plan, but that's just, obviously, you don't have that much control over it. But, um, yeah, we have three under two. Our oldest, Veda, is turning two on September 20th. And then we have twins, a, bo- a boy and a girl, Judah and Isela, that are turning six months on the 24th. Mm-hmm. So, but we're done. But, Yes. We're creating lots of new people. <laughs> it's amazing. I, I was, you know, the, the twins thing. Obviously, I'm a huge twins fan. I right. Gr- grown up. Right. Watching the twins. Right. Uh, but it, it it's a little different. I've heard. So we have two, but they're they were separated by 19 months. My wife cried both times. <laughs> right. Joy. You know, like my husband and I've been talking because obviously we wanted them kids close together. We didn't anticipate twins, obviously. Um, and so when we were going into it, it was like, oh my gosh, we can't do this. What do we, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And then now that we have the twins, you just learn a new rhythm and whatever. But we were having a discussion. It's like, now we're so glad we would ha- we had twins. Which twin would we get rid of? Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we're like, we love them all. So yes, bring on the twins. We're done. But like, we're so thankful now. That we have twins. <laughs> well, it's kind of like, I mean, you know, one's a spare, right? Like you have, you have two eyes, two ears, two legs, two feet. I mean, one's a spare. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's not true, is it? I mean, depends who you ask. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, what a cool thing. And, and I'm just, you, so tell us a little bit about, you, you, you've got the twins, your husband, you, you're a pastor here in Brandon. Mm-hmm. Your husband's a business owner in Brandon. Take us back for those people that knew you when you were just, you know, just a little kid. Right. Bring us up to speed from just, you know, Casey, Casey kid to now Casey, mom, yeah. pastor, yeah. wife. A lot. So 
again, I am a pastor, but I'm also a pastor's kid. And so my parents, 31 years ago, that's how old I am, 31 years ago, planted Brandon Valley Assembly of God. And it used to meet at the high school and all of that. So from when I was a baby, just in the car seat, a few months old, probably as old as my twins, um, I've been in Brandon. Did church here, went to school here, graduated from here. And then I went to the university center for a year. And then after that, I went to Minneapolis. And I went to a small Christian college um, up in Minneapolis, literally like three or four blocks from where the Vikings play. So it was awesome. But I was up there, and I worked there for a couple of years. And then seven years, I just hit my seventh year back in Brandon. Mm. I moved back to work for my dad, which I said I would never do. Mm. I said no, because I'd, I was like, I don't want to be that girl that just comes back and works for her dad, you know, got the easy job and whatever. So, so just to get this straight, so the deal was then when you came back— he now works for you, correct? Pretty much. Yes. Yeah, okay, yes. And he, yes, exactly. That's you know? how you worked that. I <laughs> knew this was going to come out. Good. Right? So seven years ago, I, I came here and I actually said, I was single at the time and I moved here and I was like, all right, I made peace that I was moving back to my hometown that I probably wasn't going to find anybody and be, I would be single for 10 to 15 years. And I made peace with it. And I was like, great, whatever. I'm just here to do mm-hmm. ministry. Let's do this. So I moved in September and then October, I wanted to go and find some people my age outside of the church just to find some other people to hang out with. And I went to this life group that a guy named Noel led. I was like, what kind of name is Noel? Like, what is this? What? We met each other and we both said, absolutely not. <laughs> we said no. And then a month later, we ran into each other again and it was completely the opposite. We've been together ever since. So we've been married for, it'll be six years in January. We have three kids under two. I am the high school youth pastor at our church. And my husband, as of, oh gosh, I don't even know how many years now. Are we on our fourth year? We own Auto Body Specialists in Brandon right next to Rowena. And he's a business owner and works on cars and does a phenomenal, phenomenal job. Yeah. So was it, so I'm just wondering what was more what took more energy being married to Noel, just the two of you, or now having Noel and three kids, which took more energy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Oh gosh. Gotcha. I, no, I, so, I, I love him. But if you know Noel, he is just all over, all over uh, the place. Uh, yeah, People just met. love him. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I He's see, so cool. see my, my whole thing is now I, I can, I can kind of needle him a little bit cause I've got him. He's not here. <laughs> So, but right. he's going to hear this, maybe. Yes. He, uh, oh, yes, he will. He'll he, take time. I mean, to... he better listen to it. But he has listened to several of your podcasts. Oh, he has listened to several of these, and he's like, "Oh, these are awesome. These are awesome. I love them. You're going to do great. I'm so glad you're doing this." So he cool. was pumped. Good. That, yeah. Well, maybe this will help build a bridge. Maybe we can have him in here. That would be an interesting conversation. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, enough about Noel. <laughs> So Brandon, you grew up Brandon. So I mean, now let's just to kind of come back. Like you left, mm-hmm. not necessarily planning to come back. Oh no, no. Okay. I thought um, I would come back after I was already married. Was working up in Minneapolis. I loved Minneapolis. Mm. I loved it. The city. I worked north of the city. Um, I thought maybe when I have kids to be closer to my parents. And I loved it. And then um, I'll never forget the moment that um, God called me here. And I just went, okay, okay. But it was not my plan mm-hmm. at all. 
But now, how everything's happened, being married to Noel, owning a business, having the kids, working at the church, like, I love it. Absolutely love it. But no, this was not my plan. <laughs> That's usually how it works out, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I can second that motion. That's for sure. <laughs> right. Brandon was not my plan either. Yeah. So, I think you told me that. Yeah. No, no idea. I mean, I, now looking back, I go, well, anybody could see, well, this is, yeah, I can see where you thought this would be a good, never thought about it. <clears throat> never thought about it. So, um, Obviously, you mentioned God's calling, but right. I mean, what's that been like for you now? Now that you're back, I mean, that you're back in town, you're doing, you know, you're in the family business a little bit here, right? Right. Um, a couple things when you said that, like, um, I mean, when I first moved back, it was a little weird and intimidating because sometimes it's you're like, oh gosh, are people going to remember you from high school? And it's not that I was horrible, but I mean, just sometimes. The decisions or the things that you make, it's just, mm. you're like, oh, gosh, I don't want people to remember me necessarily for that. Like, I'm more mature, more grown mm -hmm. up, more whatever. And so there was some of that, like, okay, um, how are people going to think of me? And that's just an insecurity that whatever. Um, then there's some that it was like, okay, are people just going to think, um, like, I'm just this young girl again working and I'm in a leadership position so is that going to be weird? But um, so at first it was a little weird. I knew God's calling, but it was a little, how do I navigate this? And then being my own person, but also being the pastor's daughter. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Um, but now um, I love it. Like I, I, I've found who I am for myself, for my own marriage, and people see me as my own person. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? And um, I found my stride. And so I love being back here. I love being back in Brandon. Now I'm seeing there's a lot of nostalgia in it, you mm -hmm. know, or seeing different teachers or, or things like that. Um, yeah. Who, who's it? And I, and this is fascinating to me yeah. because I'm a first generation pastor. Yeah. My I'm boy, fifth. your fifth, fifth generation. generation okay. Pastor. Okay. So yeah. So I have lots, and I have your, your dad and I have had multiple conversations about this and navigating that because I don't mm -hmm. know what it's like for my kids you right. know, to be. At, and I I don't use the term PK, mm -hmm. but a lot of people do, and and I get defensive right away. Sure. Like, what'd you call me? Like, right. I mean, come on. Like, right. So, but I understand that's all they know, mm -hmm. and I never knew it. I grew up. I didn't grow up in that context, but. I'm curious to know um, about a couple things. First of all, like as a female mm -hmm. in ministry, uh, as a leader, because you're a high capacity visionary type leader, you charge the thank you. You charge the gates, and I've watched you in action, and uh, just just from obviously, you know, seeing what you do and the impact you're making, it's just it's so cool to watch. Thank you. Talk about that from the from the female side mm. because we're I think that's one of the things in our community and our culture right now that's getting kind of watered down is like, you know, how do we look at females in leadership and how what has that been for you? You've got those gifts. Such a great question. 
Such a great question. I'm, I can't wait to hear the answer. <laughs> There's so, my mind's just going so many different things. I've actually <laughs> been thinking about about that recently too. Um, I've actually been in a lot of church contexts, mission trips, um, different events that we've had here in different churches, and they look at Noel and I, and they go, "Wait!" And like they talk to him like he's the pastor, and then Noel goes, "Oh no, no, no!" Because he, we even talked about this last night. He's like, I have no issue because sometimes men have issues when their leader, when their wives um, are strong leaders. Uh-huh. And he is so humble and so supportive of it. And he's like, you go get it. But there's a lot of people that are like, wait, wait, you're a pastor? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am. And so in some denominations, women aren't allowed to be mm-hmm. a leader. Um, my church does a very phenomenal job of embracing that and encouraging mm-hmm. us and giving me, because there's another female pastor on staff, and giving us platforms. Um, so me being a, a woman and then being the pastor's daughter, and especially when I was single, it was a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Um, people didn't ne- necessarily see me as someone who had value or things to say, like, oh, you're just here, like, you're a young single woman that just got a, right? Um, but, so it's, it's, I know, that's so, but it's gotten better. Yeah. Well, um, good. People I'm- trust me more. This is kind of sad to say that, trust me more that um, I'm married now, which is weird, or like see me more as like a leader. Oh, she's married, she's, you know, um, but it's taken me a little bit to prove myself in every leadership role, male, female. It takes a while to prove yourself as a leader. It does. Sometimes for women, excuse me, women, it takes a little bit longer. Um, and then also as a woman, I've had to learn. I don't think this is necessarily fair, but I've had to learn how I speak to people and how I lead people. You could say something. Hey, I need you to do X, Y, Z, whatever. Oh, John's a great leader. Wow, I got it. I got it. I could say the very same thing, and it's, whoa, whoa. You're, mm. Mm, don't, don't be. And so I've had to learn. That's not necessarily fair, but I've had to learn how I speak to people. So it's that balance. I've had to learn how I speak to people and how I lead um, because in society, sometimes yeah. strong women are seen as um, in a negative light. Sure. So being clear, clear and direct is an asset in leadership. But as a female, sometimes that can be misunderstood. Can, yeah, Completely, completely. Um, and so that's, as a society and culture, we need to make more awareness of, no, women are, are gifted and, and mm. strong, and that's good, and we need to embrace that. But also as a woman, unfortunately, because some of that's out there, I have to be um, intentional how I speak and how I lead. And I have leaders that now... I have some leaders that have been with me for seven years leading my ministry. So now I could look at them yeah. and be like, hey, Chris, I need you to do X, Y, Z. Got it. But I've had to yeah. – and, and again, that's in any leadership. But more, I've had to learn to be um, um, intentional with my words. Does that make sense? Yeah. So – uh, we, we have a mutual friend, uh, Jenny Simmons. Yes. And working with her and knowing her, um, I – I grew up, I was an elementary teacher, so I, I was around great female leaders all the time. So I kind of swam in that pool. My mom's yeah. a professional. So I, I kind of swam in that water, and then wanting to get into teaching was was 
was what I always, so I've always swam in that pool, but I, I call it the velvet hammer. Like you have to, you have to, you're a, as a leader, you're kind of a hammer. Right. But you got to have that velvet touch right. sometimes. You do. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And women, unfortunately, sometimes a little bit more so. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and woe is me and, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, you know what? Just move on. Yep. Where did that, where did that come from? I mean, is that, is that something that you're, I mean, do you give that all that credit to, you know, to your creator? Do you give that to your dad, your mom? I mean, where, where did you come up with that? Just very mature, what I would say, um, you know, well just balanced move. view of that. I mean, how, where did you come up with that? We're going to the deep end of the pool. If no, you want to get I this, love it. Okay. I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm just trying to, where did I come up with that? Um, I think that's, that's, that's Jesus because it's so easy to sit there in any context, not just leadership or me being, oh, what was me? I'm, I'm a female and people don't, whatever. What is that going to do? You know what I mean? And um, I'm not going to sit there and play the victim or, or whatever, because if I rest in that, then that's all I'm ever going to think about and cap mm-hmm. myself at. Well, people are don't see me as a leader, so I'm not going to buy into that. And it's just I have to remind myself no, I'm 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 called to this, and the things that I that I have to offer, they have value, and I do have people, my dad, my pastor, um, that um, encourages me and puts me in positions to lead. I have people. We have a um, um, a superintendent and a district youth director that oversee like um, our state, and so our district youth director oversees all the youth ministries. Um, in our state and I'm on that leadership team and there's a, there's a handful and stuff. And so I have people that um, have put me in places of leadership, but it's taken a little bit of time, but I, I, um, and so I just, people do see the value in that. Or I have an amazing husband that encourages me like today. Cause I, like I said, there's some men that would be like, Oh, like when women, they have strong women or, or leadership, they can't handle it. But he is so such an encouragement to me mm-hmm. that it's like, no, I can do this. And so I just have to constantly let that go because people are always going to have issues with everything. Let that sure. go. Don't feed into it. And just keep going with what God's called me to. Does that make sense? Hey, that that's a great insight. I, I think there's people watching probably that are like, okay, that helps me. Because that helps me too. Um, that's in any situation. Yeah, right. That's you good. Know? That's just good right. perspective on, on right. life because there are so many things that are out of your control. Right. You can't control what somebody else thinks about you, no. says about you. No. You really can't. You have to stay true to who you are. Right. And how you've been gifted. It's not always easy. There's mm. com- a lot of mind games in life, in ministry, especially a lot of mind games. And you can either sit there and feed them or you can say, you know what? No, I'm not going to I'm not gonna feed that. I'm just going to keep going with what God's called me to. Well, this is great. This this has been a great. We're just getting started, but what now for those people who are listening? Parents, you're you're obviously work with students yes. on a regular basis. Yes. Uh, what would you say to you know parents that are watching this that have little humans at home like you <laughs> that one day are going to become slightly larger humans? What we have come to know as middle high, senior high. What would you tell parents of little ones right now that could help them down the road? Maybe make life a little bit more, little, little, uh, little easier to handle. What would you feed in now as a pastor that you could yeah. see fruit down so the good. road? 
be present. Not just we're sitting next to each other on our phone, but present with you. I see you. Let's let's talk. Um, another one. I grew up. Um, I grew up where it was like we would all wrestle with questions, and instead of listening and t- and hearing and and answering the the why, it was. Um, well, this is the way that it is, you know, and you learn that as a toddler. We don't do that. That's that's hot. That's this. That's we don't do that. Right. But really kind of starting to unpack the the why. And you can do that at a young age. But why don't we do that? Well, we're, we're people who respect one another. We respect authority. We respect whatever. Um, but I would say, gosh, being present, because the reality is me as a youth pastor, I'm with. Once they get up middle uh, high school, middle school, high school, I'm only with them, what, an hour and a half, maybe two hours a week. But parents are with them. Yeah, they go to school and go to work, but they're the biggest influence on their kids' life. And so being present and, and having conversations and talking, being present is so, is so big. I had another one, and I just forgot it, and it was going to be really good, <laughs> maybe. But um, being present is huge. Mm, yeah. It's huge. That's good. I, I think the the role of parents is obviously now you're entering that season of, of experience that firsthand. <laughs> right. You, you've been a, you've been a child. You've been a pastor. Right. Now you're now you're being a parent. Right. I um, appreciate that. Let, let's let's share a little bit about the community of Brandon. Brandon Valley Assembly of God has always been a you know for 31 years been kind of a a, a beacon in some ways as a church. Uh, you've opened up your 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 physical space to lots of different activities. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always feel like there's always something happening at, at your right. church, <laughs> right? Um, right, and and that's of course, you know, I think just a, a cool thing. What do you believe, or what do you think, a community wellness center in Brandon in Aspen Park? What do you think that could mean to a community like Brandon as we're growing and? Because I'm guessing you guys, there's a lot of things that happen at your church, mm-hmm. but not everything can happen there. No, no. Is there a need for something like that in Brandon, do you think? You know, to be honest, I've never really thought about it. But right now, hmm. it's like what I see coming out of that is a unity aspect hmm. that if we had a community well, wellness center, there are a lot of things that we could host there. Um, I think uh, one of the things in our area is that it's really easy to get territorial of this church and this church, my students, this mm. group, they go to my church and whatever. And I get that. I, it's so easy to fall into that trap. But realizing, no, like we're a community that all works together. And I think the benefit of doing a community wellness center is, no, there's doesn't matter Who's behind it? Who's running it? But man, we are here for the community, mm-hmm. for these, for this next gen. Right. That's I think what would matter, and I think if people looked at it in that way, I think it could be crucial, yeah. crucial. Yeah, because we, you know, I, I I look at it, and we all have our. Um, one of our guests talked about it as like micro communities. We all have our micro communities right. where we live, right. where we worship, where we. Um, you know, get our gasoline, right. you know, Casey's. Like, uh, Casey's. I get my gas at Casey's <laughs> and, uh, you know, you know, free shout out 
right? No, no, this isn't a free shout out, Casey's. If you're listening, we're, this is all Casey's water, by the way. <laughs> It is, it so is. I, I feel like Casey owes us something here. So <laughs> not you, Casey, the other one. Um, there we go. But yeah, I mean, those are all my, those are all my peeps are like. Right. And, um, but that, that macro, like what we have with our school district, there's a macro element. We're all links. Mm-hmm. But how about those folks that are from the older generation, the younger generation, and maybe who don't have a, you know, how do we embrace all that within our city, within our community? And and for me, I, I think we do have to do, as a unity piece, in order to be unified, we have to be together and in, in conversations. Like you yes. and I having this conversation yes. right now is yes. important. Yes. Because we, we, we serve, obviously, this same community, same area, right. same right. people, you know? And um, that's, I, I think... You know, as you as your perspective on it is important to me because you work with a lot of people, you do a lot of activities. Mm-hmm. You know, we're doing some things I know this fall together that are really important. When it comes to Gen Z, which is the middle school and high school, Gen Z has the highest level of anxiety, depression that we've ever seen in any generation. Mm-hmm. And we are in a mental health crisis. And even talking to Mr. Schleckaway, the high school principal, he said, anything that we can do for mental health, let's do it because that's our biggest need. And um, Terrence Talley hits that right there. Everybody belongs. He does this thing called dad hugs where he's like, everybody needs a dad hug, right? That there's something about when your dad dad hugs you, right? Um, You feel good. You feel protected. It's... Um, security, right? And so he speaks a lot of the, to those things. And right now, again, in Gen Z, it's crucial. It's crucial because we're at a mental health crisis, mm-hmm. really. Um, well, that's great because I, I know that, that that's such an important topic with our, all that touches all of our lives. Yes. And yes. Uh, championing the dad. I like that dad hug. That's kind of right in my sweet spot. Dad mm-hmm. hugs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We need to deputize some more dad huggers. Well, and... Um, I feel like I could keep going off, but um, this generation too, like I'm a millennial and so a little bit me, but more so the upper generations, they used to live in what they call an apple pie America, where you had the dad, the mom, you go to church on Sundays, mom stays home, dad goes to work. Like it was very apple pie, right? America. But now we see in Gen Z that uh, the majority of Gen Zers don't have that dad and mom in a household. Um, we have a lot of single parents, divorced parents, split homes, y- you name it. And I'm mm-hmm. not trying to, I'm not dogging on any of that, but what I'm saying is it's no longer apple pie America. And so then, um, or that mom and dad figure. And so then when Terrence comes in and it's like, Hey, I'm going to give a dad hug. There's a lot of students, a lot of, a lot of Gen Zers that don't have a dad, don't have a mom or whatever. So I could go on. I'm so passionate about this yeah. and and because it, it's so crucial, but so it's important. So I'm super excited for Terrence and yeah. Well, Casey, unfortunately we have to, you know, we're going to, we're going to have to make it kind of into this conversation, but we're going to, we're going to revisit this and we'll have you back again. I, uh, this, this podcast is in the reason we do it is to build community yeah. and to build unity. And yeah. so my hope is that if you're watching this and you're, listening and you think this has been valuable, share it with your uh, people on social media, like it, comment. Uh, those are great ways to get yeah. the message out. Um, obviously, we want to build that in Brandon because 
you know, having those familiar faces and those, those safe people in your life is important. And that happens at school, at church. And we can, if we can help kind of initiate that um, through, through a conversation like this, that's great. So uh, go to brandonwellness.com. You can support the vision of a wellness center. You can support the vision of these conversations uh, just by going there. And uh, thanks, Casey. And uh, I know, man, next time I see you, well, you, in your shirt, you're going to stop. We're, we're planning to stop at three, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. I'm going to talk to Noel. <laughs> oh, he's the one that's more like, no, we're done. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Well, and that, that may change by, by tomorrow. That might change. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Casey. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on the Love Your Neighbor podcast. The purpose of the Love Your Neighbor podcast is to build community one conversation at a time. You can help us build that community by sharing the podcast on your social media channels and rating our podcast on whatever platform you're listening from. Another way is to let us know of any neighbors who have a story. Go Leaks! Go Leaks!